Welcome to Fontanelle, the podcast with a soft spot for paediatrics. I'm Caroline Storey, a paediatric trainee in Wessex, and I'm right in the midst of the inspirational and cutting-edge Peer Conference 2018. There's an amazing buzz in the air. We've had fantastic keynote presentations from the likes of Mark Beattie and Dan Magnus, as well as spotlight sessions from around the region, highlighting the variety of work that's being done in paediatrics in Wessex. But before we get into discussing individual sessions, I thought it would be really nice to get a bit of an overview of what's behind PEER. PEER, as you may know, stands for Paediatric Innovation, Education and Research. But where did it come from? What's driving it and where's it going? To answer those questions, I wanted to speak to someone who's seen PEER from its inception. Someone who could give a real insight into the philosophy and motivation behind PEER. Who better for such a task than the newly appointed Professor of Paediatric Respiratory Medicine, the outgoing Head of School of Paediatrics in Wessex, and the first ever PAFTA Fellow, our very own beloved Professor Gary Connett. Gary, it's great to be here with you. And I just wanted to have a chat to you because you've been involved with PEER right from the beginning and so you know how it started. And I thought you'd be a really good person to be able to give a bit of an overview, how it started, where it's going. So what, what is PEER? Well, thank you, Caroline. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great to be here at the PEER conference and it's been a huge success. Uh, it's third year now and uh, it continues to grow and has now become a two-day event and has become increasingly multi-professional and, and really has exceeded our expectations when we first uh, thought about PEER uh, three to four years ago. Um, PEER has been very much uh, what I would regard as a bottom-up initiative. Um, nobody owns PEER. We're not really accountable to anybody other than our own professional best practice. And it's been a great collaborative effort that I think has brought Wessex together in a very joined-up, more professional way, working to take forward the things that, that we doctors working at the coalface and other healthcare professionals who are seeing patients locally can think about best practice um, spreading best practice and providing a forum and a place where people can go to uh, on the peer website uh, and see examples of what is being done regionally, taking it back to their own centres, following guidelines consistently around the region no matter where you're working and who you're working for according to what um, people who work in my six believe is the best care pathways for our patients and that's been that's been really exciting it's, it's a fairly unique initiative it's it's something that's emerged out of the the culture and the way that we are in Wessex working together um, and it's not something that we've been told to do or been dictated to from on high but presents the best learning I think that we have locally to do things. Um, it's been a very exciting project and, yeah. uh, and, we, and it's been very enjoyable to be a part of it to enable others in the main to, to take forward their things they want to do and to support them to achieve them. And that's certainly something that I can say as a user, you know, just working in a new hospital, but within the region, I know that I can go to the peer website and look up guidelines and I know exactly. that they are um, sort of accepted 
um, and and that's brilliant. And it's not just the guidelines; it's the it's the child, uh, it's the leaflets. It's and you, every time you look at peer, actually, hmm. there seems to be a new section. Yeah, yeah it's a very that. dynamic, onwards-going project, which uh, many people are contributing to, uh, and, and we're and we're open to suggestions and input mm-hmm. from all people across the region. New trainees coming into Wessex, we want to get them involved in yeah. peer, get them to be taking forward their initiatives helping to develop more guidelines. I think there's a lot more work to do still with guideline development. There are many conditions we don't yet have covered on the website and I'm very keen to encourage trainees who are working with interested consultants in different areas of paediatrics to start to think about how they can develop guidelines locally. Look at best practice that's been developed elsewhere, see how it fits into our local way of doing things and then perhaps producing algorithms of Um, easy to follow uh, best practice for acute situations in particular that we can put available on the website and and be part of what peer is. Mm. Um, And I guess this question sort of covers what what you're talking about there but um, in terms of the future are Mm. there any areas that you really see um, peer developing towards? Yeah well there's lots of ideas that keep on coming in, lots of new quality improvement projects which Uh, people wanting to take forward. I think um, one thing that I would like to see more activity in is the R in peer. Um, The research, I think, is a little bit of a poor relation to a lot of the innovation and educational stuff that's going on. And I think we need to think about how we can try to perhaps bring quality improvement more into the research domain. Think about qualitative research, um, uh, critical evaluation of changes in practice and, and, and assessing uh, care pathways to look to see how they do actually impact on patients and improve practice. So I'm very keen that we do actually work on the on the R mm-hmm. in research and maybe the School of Paediatrics would be encouraging that in the future, I hope, to um, encourage more trainees mm-hmm. to think about how they can make a research contribution during their postgraduate training. I've been thinking about a wiki, a wiki peer oh, wow. or, or wiki paediatrics. Yeah. Uh, there are governance issues around mm-hmm. that, about how to uh, make that something that's, that's safe and, um, and is accountable. But I like the idea of having devolved um, information about uh, paediatric conditions and having the involvement and the input of not just the doctors but also other healthcare professionals who are, in, who are important in managing certain paediatric conditions, the nurses, the dietitians, speech and language therapists, the psychologists, thinking about how they can contribute to um, uh, our guidelines um, in a way that um, values their contribution as well as the medical aspects of care. So yeah, there's lots of things that we're wanting to try and do. Um, I'm often asked by people from around the country and other specialties about how we can perhaps look at the peer model uh, and apply it elsewhere in the country and also for other specialties. And that's a challenge because because peer, as I said at the start, has been a bottom-up thing. It's come from the interested people at the work phase, at the call phase, seeing patients wanting to take forward things um, as how they see they want to do things better and differently. Um, and it's a challenge to see how that can be spread elsewhere in the country into other specialties. But it's something that we're thinking about yeah. and something I hope we can start to bring awareness uh, about to yeah. other areas and encourage other people to maybe take this thing 
first steps yeah. towards a bottom-up initiative. And do you know if peer, I don't know how you can, whether you map who looks at peer, uh, but do you yeah. know if it's well, accessed by well, people in other areas of the country? Indeed. I mean, James has a little electronic counter on the website, which you may notice, and uh, it's startling the numbers, the thousands of people who come to peer on a monthly basis, and that's international. I was wow. talking about peer in Sri Lanka um, just a few weeks ago, and it's yeah. very interesting to see that suddenly there was a big blip in the number of people accessing looking at it from just not just Sri Lanka but the Americans that were there um, well, people from Australia well it's pretty accessible isn't exactly. it so it's yeah. an amazingly you know somewhere with yeah. low resources it's a exactly. wonderful and we're not, we're not trying to make a profit out of this we're trying to enable um, best practice we're trying to do those things in an open access yeah. way um, and, and make it freely available to everybody who's interested in looking after children and is there any recognition of peer from the Royal College? Uh, we, know, we look at what the Royal College is doing and we try to reflect you know, what they're encouraging us to do as good practice. Um, but I think we have a little way to go no yet before we're kind of on yet. their radar. Not as such, no. Um, there's bits and pieces going on uh, collaboratively with the college. And obviously with my, my deanery role as head of school, I've been a part of the, um, the educational um, team working both centrally as well as uh, within Wessex. But PEER is very much um, a Wessex initiative and it's a local um, uh, project yeah. which is not accountable to the college as mm. such. And that actually is something that makes it quite a liberating Indeed, thing. yeah, exactly. So it's, as you say, bottom-up. Yeah. Exactly, Caroline, yeah. Um, so if someone is listening to this and they want to get involved um, with developing a guideline or just something that, that you know, one of their own initiatives and they want to be involved in PEER, what's the best way of them doing that? Well, they'll be knocking on an open door. I mean, mm. PEER is very much can-do and how-to-do. Um, there are people who can signpost within the PEER network um, to enable people to take things forward. Um, people like myself um, have a little bit of a knowledge about where we can perhaps access funding opportunities, uh, support from other people within the region who have specialist knowledge in certain areas. So just, yeah, come on down, go to Peer Network, have a look and see what's going on there, contact us and we'll be there to help and support anybody to take for whatever they think is a good idea. That's so encouraging. Thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. Um, just finally, at the Peer Conference, it's been, it's been a wonderful couple of days. Any highlights or well, anything you're particularly looking forward to? I, I think the day? thing that's been fantastic about this, this conference has been having uh, the young people mm -hmm. present. And I think that's a real step change. And um, I think the message that we've heard from them is their need to be listened. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we start to take that on board and think about actually responding to the actual patient needs um, that we hear from their voices. That's how we can really truly improve services in a meaningful way for our patients. So that has been for me a real highlight. Absolutely. Great. Thank you so much, Gary. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Karen. So there we have it. Professor Gary Connett on Peer. Now, I'm very much looking forward to sharing interviews with some of the speakers who've presented at PEER 2018, particularly some of the young people who've spoken. I'm also excited to say that Professor Connett has agreed to come back to the podcast to talk in depth about his own areas of interest within respiratory medicine. So until next time on the Fontenelle podcast, goodbye. <music>